why don't we go back to from square one? Who is Mass? Why is this like a big deal? And and we won't say like how long we've worked with them, but like where has Mass Mutual been really good in the past and how have we used them? Yeah, so Mass Mutual is an insurance company that has been around for over 170 years. Wow. So it's insane how long they've been around for and they have so much money, which is why they're one of the four major mutuals is because they have so much money backing them that it's like when I was saying at the beginning, they have more money than most countries, like they do. This is Better Well with Caleb Williams. Mass Mutual, one of the major mutuals, just put out a pretty harsh memo rebuking and being really hard on infinite banking. We're going to talk about the memo. We're going to talk about our initial thoughts, pros and cons. And uh, to discuss this, I have Dom Rufren in the house. He heads up and leads everything life insurance at Better Wealth. And I know that you've been in the trenches and you've talked to different advisors that have hit us up. We just in full disclosure have a relationship with Mass Mutual. We have great friends at Mass Mutual. And I think we'll give, I mean, we'll give our unedited feedback. I want to be very clear. We're not making any claims. Mass, if you're watching this, we don't want a lawsuit. We've been very great to us. But overall, I think you've drawn the line in the sand and we're going to, we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about the pros and cons of that. Get a lawsuit from a company that has more money than most they, countries. They, they have That's more, not... yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're like, we will take down the video. We will, it's just deleted. No, it, with all joking aside, I think it's one of those, whether they thought it was going to leak or not, with the world that, that we're in, anytime you take a really hard stand, it's been out there. There's so many videos reacting to it. And in the world that we're in, we'll be the first to say that we're not like raising our hand saying we represent infinite banking, but we talk about life insurance, overfunding, the and asset. And so we're very much in those communities. And we've had many videos. You have a lot of videos on the on the and asset channel really going after the pros and cons of infinite banking. And some of the same things that we talk about are why Mass took this strong approach. And so we can unpack that. But why don't we go back to from square one? Who is Mass? Why is this like a big deal? And and we won't say like how long we've worked with them, but like where has Mass Mutual been really good in the past and how have we used them? Yeah. So Mass Mutual is an insurance company that has been around for over 170 years. Wow. So it's insane how long they've been around for. And they have so much money, which is why they're one of the four major mutuals is because they have so much money backing them that it's like when I was saying at the beginning, they have more money than most countries like they do. And they even have enough money to put like a hundred million dollars into Bitcoin and things like that and still be just fine as like the risky, the risky side of stuff. And so them being such a massive company and getting a news report slash memo from a company like Mass Mutual is huge to the industry. And for us, we have used Mass Mutual in the past and they have been great in regards to designing policies for high early cash value. They have a policy that's literally named <laughs> high early cash value. So you know, I really like Mass Mutual. I actually personally have my policy with Mass Mutual as well. And so when they came out with this memo, one, I actually was very empathetic to why they did it. I think from a business perspective, if I was in their shoes, I would have actually done the same exact thing. And I have very strong opinions around this. And so I'm actually really looking forward to, to diving in and talking about this because I think they're needs to be some change in industry. And I think that what Mass Mutual actually did was a wake-up sign for a lot of people. One, one thing that we have to be empathetic on when you're looking at a Mass Mutual is they have two sides of the business. There's a broker side and then there's a career side. And Mass, along with 
some of the other major mutuals have a massive career arm, meaning these are people that are actually employees of Mass Mutual, and they say they can represent other carriers, and they can, but they're highly incentivized to work with Mass Mutual, is dealing with the career arm, which is a huge arm for them. And then also they're working with brokers, and we would be considered brokers because we don't we can write with mass we can we have access to the same policies with mass but since we're not committed fully to mass we quite frankly get paid less but we would rather get paid less for the freedom and yeah. so the mass is a big company that's dealing with both sides and so this memo went out to both but i think mainly was going out to the people that they have more control over, if that's fair to say. Yeah, let me start by sharing where the problem actually arises. And I don't think there's anybody talking about this yet. And this is from me being into the weeds of looking at policies over the last few years. So before 7702, when people would sell a mass mutual policy, they would sell the L100. It's essentially a policy that you have that you could pay to 100 years and it would perform fairly well. The cash value in that would probably be around 85% first year, 80%. And then what ended up happening, and that's if you maximal, maximally overfunded it, right? And if we're, you look new, and that's if you talk about overfunding and fully maximizing. The policy for an L100, ever since their 7702 update, they had policy changes in regards to their contracts. There was new guarantees in regards to their L100. They had different guarantees in their 10 paid, new guarantees in their HEC-V, which is higherly cash value. And people were not really selling highly cash value policies because they didn't get paid as well up front. And in regards to the commission, you got like a fifth of it, but they got spread out over time. So a lot of agents essentially shied away from that. But then for people that were in the infinite banking space, right, that was their go-to, the L100. But when the the new 7702 update happened. When you started looking at the, the illustrations, it did not look very good at all. The policies were breaking even later. You had less cash value earlier on, but people really liked Mass Mutual still. And so, what did they do? They started pivoting into the Heck V because it was the only policy that actually made sense. And the Heck V, what the Heck V did is it started giving people the ability to have access to 92, 93, 94% of their cash value early on. And so, this Heck V was essentially Mass Mutual's way of writing boli contracts and coli contracts and huge contracts with these major businesses. And that's what the HECV was created for. So these businesses could have high liquidity on their balance sheets to essentially show for business purposes, for asset purposes. And what ended up happening was the consumer ended up starting to gain move into that world of the heck V and including us. Like we started selling heck V's and moved away from the L one hundreds because I started looking at the contracts and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like I have more cash value short-term and long-term. And that was the big difference that like blew my mind was that the L100 in the past wouldn't have as much cash value first, but it would always pass the HEC-V at some point in time. So then you started getting a product like the HEC-V that had more cash value first and more cash value later on. And the loan rate was also lower on the HEC-V than it was the L100. So the L100 essentially became a dud of a policy when it came to the infinite banking world. And everybody positioned out of the HEC-V, which provided more cash value, mm. which pushed people to that, which then created this whole entire movement around this one product, which I think has started the foundation of the problems that were created. That's I've never heard anyone else talk about that. And that's powerful and very 
interesting insight because the, a lot of insurance companies have always had a problem with people using the word bank. They don't like that. They don't want you sell. There's a lot of regulations around a bank. There's also a lot of people that are just teaching infinite banking wrong. They're sa- super salesy. They're scammy. Their math doesn't add up. They're telling people, put all your money into your life insurance, which is a huge red flag. And then they're also telling you to use it like a checking account. And like insurance companies, I don't care what insurance company you're at, does not want to be a actual bank account for you. And that's another, this could be a whole nother video, but that could be another reason why you should even use a third party lender place to borrow against your policy instead of the insurance company, mainly because of that same reason is insurance companies are not set up to be like super transactional. And so I think you have, you had that perfect storm of what you talked about interest rates, where it's not necessarily super advantageous for insurance companies to want to have outstanding loans, cash flow. But then also now that with the TikToks of the world, you can have videos that go viral and all these people are thinking about their insurance as an actual like checking account. And you have something like a company like Mass Mutual that's like, what is going on? And that could all hit the fan. And then that's what where they came very strongly and said, hey, we're not endorsing. If anyone's talking about you being your own banker or infinite banking, they've essentially created like a cease and desist order from a standpoint of they could terminate us. They could terminate other people who if we if they think like we're heavily selling infinite banking, like they they kind of drew the line in the sand. But I think not anti overfunding whole life and utilizing it as an and asset throughout your life. I think they're anti overfunding and then using it like a bank account being super aggressive. And we've known that. And we've for a while, like many years in the making have told people, if you want to use your policy a ton, especially early on mass mutual, while they're super competitive and they're a great company and they're awesome, they've been really clear with us. Okay. That's the kind of business we don't necessarily want. Yeah, let me talk to you from a technical standpoint on a business side of why Mass Mutual would want to push away from this type of this type of policy or this type of demographic. So when you start looking at the numbers, I've heard at one point that the industry average was life insurance companies in general, 6% of their entire book was loaned out. Okay. Personally, I know that Penn Mutual is currently at 4% of their entire block of book of business is being loaned out. Mass Mutual currently has 12% wow. of their entire book of business that is loaned out. That's a massive amount in regards to a company that is a behemoth of a company. So you can imagine how many policies and how much money that is outstanding on that balance sheet. And if that is the case, that means 12% of their entire book that they can, dollars that they can essentially go use to deploy other places is now being tied up and controlled at whatever rate they're borrowing from the person. So if I'm the insurance company and Caleb is the policyholder and he borrows money out of my essentially bank account, which is the general account of the insurance company. Now that's leaving my account because I'm now loaning money to Caleb. Caleb can go do whatever he wants with. He can go be his own banker, so on and so forth. But now I am charging Caleb only 5.7. So I'm earning 5.7%. And I'm lending because I lent that out to Caleb. But the problem with that is there's other opportunities over here where I can go get eight, nine, 10% that I'm missing out on because I'm lending my money out to Caleb. So I am losing that essentially lost opportunity cost of what I can go do with it. And on the other side of things, when you start looking at anytime somebody takes a loan out, there is an actual transaction that takes place with that. It's either could be a tech, it could be a person, it could be someone verifying, there's documents, there's a cost of doing business when it comes to taking policy loans out as well. So it just adds another cost to these individuals when you start looking at the business as a whole. And the third thing that I wanna point out is 
you have a lot higher risk of policies lapsing yes. when you're looking at it from a standpoint of being your own banker style policies because people are constantly leveraging and yeah. using their dollars and if they're not using it in a appropriate professional way where they understand how leverage works well their policy can lapse by not being able to pay the premiums or their interest becomes higher than their cash value and when that happens the insurance company you would think would make money because the policy's done and over with but these insurance companies when you look at their operating costs and all things being said they really don't become profitable until an insurance contract is in place for around 13 years. So there's a lot of pieces that are involved with that. And so if I'm Mass Mutual and I'm where they're at and I'm a behemoth of a company, I'm going to be just fine by saying, hey, I don't want the infinite banking, IBC, be on your own bank type of style because we have tons of other opportunities and businesses otherwhere that are going to do just fine. Yeah. I that was really well said, and Dom doesn't have any notes. <laughs> so just letting you know, this is all coming from his mind. Last thing I will say there is cash flow too, is if you have 12% of your portfolio and you're loaning it out, again, this is not just for infinite banking because there's no way there's 12% of the portfolio being infinite banking. A lot of these people are in retirement taking loans, and what that essentially means is Mass Mutual is not going to get any cash flow from 12% of their portfolio until these people die via the death benefit. And while insurance companies are the best companies positioned for interest rate and hedging your mortality and really hedging both sides, when you're when your portfolio is getting up there, that's another thing from a standpoint of a benefit that we preach, like you unstructured loan payments, you don't have to pay the insurance company back. That can actually be a disadvantage if too much of your assets are tied up in something that you're not getting cash flow back because they're on the hook for death benefits and paying dividends. And I want to be very clear, like these companies have so much money, so much reserves. They're just fine. I think it has a lot to do with what you said. And I also think it has a lot to do with, they just want to make sure that they don't get sued in people selling life insurance the wrong way. And I think that was a big thing when I read the memo. I was just like, okay, very clear in like sales language. And they really drew the line and were like, we do not like this. We do not endorse this. And so it's just something, whether you're an advisor, an agent, I think we are at you very empathetic and probably agree more with mass than you think. But I think it's also very important if you have a platform, if you're writing a book, if you're speaking, you have a moral obligation to speak the right way and share the right things and not be super aggressive. Because if you are, you're not just affecting yourself in the long run, and you're not only going to get lawsuits yourself in the long run, but you're actually affecting a lot of other people. And the people that were super aggressive, both on the whole life and the IUL side, are responsible for these memos, even though no one was named. I think infinite banking, Nelson, R. Nelson Nash, the movement is an amazing movement. And every movement, as it grows, you have very interesting people that can be a part of that. And the same thing with actually Pamela Yellen and her movement of ba becoming your own banker was actually what could have got this thing sparked as well, because they've done a ton of marketing behind her name and behind her book. And there's a lot of people that are not even a part of the Institute that is you know, going wild with it. Yeah, I just think at the end of the day, if you're a consumer watching, understand the product, understand the company, understand the person you're working with, understand how you plan to use the product and making sure that you understand that if you get into this space, that it's actually life insurance, that you're not signing something that you thought was an investment or saw was some fancy magical bullet. But at the end of the day, it is whole life insurance. Uh, and that if you wanted whole life insurance, that's what you actually got, right? It wasn't potentially like an IUL or you are something along those lines of variable UL. Just really understand what it is, the goal and the objective, because we are firm believers that not everybody should have this 
this concept of overfunded whole life insurance, especially if you're somebody who doesn't have a ton of income. And when people are starting some of these smaller policies, they also become at greater risk as well. And Pass Mutual is very clear that they wanted to push away from those types of smaller policies, bigger risk people. So again, I think the if somebody's a business owner, an entrepreneur, and they're doing bigger size policies, they understand how the concept works and they're getting into life insurance, they understand leverage and when to use it in the right time. I think it can make a lot of sense to still write business with a company like Mass Mutual. Like, I don't see why that wouldn't be the, wouldn't be the case. It's not by any means saying Mass Mutual doesn't want any business at all. And it's not saying that we're going to stop writing with Mass Mutual either. It's just essentially saying, look at the bigger picture and say, okay, what's really going on underneath the hood? I think with that, if you want to learn more about the and asset, how we structure life insurance, there'll be a link down below. It's called our and asset vault. We have just information on what is the and asset, a six part video series, a handbook and so much more. You can even talk to someone on our team that can help customize your numbers with where you want to go. And again, we always thank you for the comments, for sharing. We appreciate you. This is why we do what we do is if no one watched these videos, we would not be sitting here talking. So the fact that you listen, we are incredibly grateful. And with that, have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.